Oh, yes. Let's go ahead and warm up a praise for Jesus tonight. Isn't he great? Isn't he wonderful? Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Good to be home. Good to be in midweek service. Good to see all of you good folks here worshiping the Lord and uh, out on the all over the campus here, several different locations of people teaching and and hopefully receiving something from the Lord. I want to believe the Lord has maybe a word for somebody here tonight, maybe a, a word of encouragement, strength. I probably won't be bouncing off the wall, but I do. I, let me talk to you for a little while. Turn with me, if you will, to Proverbs 3 and 5. Proverbs 3, 5. Holler real loud when you got it. You got one. All right, holler real loud when you have it. All right, we got three of us. Can you read it? You got it. Holler real loud. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. That makes me want to preach a little bit. The Bible said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. I want to pre talk to you tonight about two words, and that is trust God. You may be seated. This day and time, it's difficult to have trust in, a, in very much. And leadership in our government Leadership in the world, sometimes sometimes uh, employer or employees, sometimes even family members, it's difficult to trust people. I have a trouble trusting people. I guess I have seen too much over the past 35 years or ever how long old I am. But I've seen a lot of people tell you one thing and do something else. Uh, it's difficult. It's hard to believe what you hear. I find myself wanting to verify it before I write it down. Isn't that right? Is this okay for me to just talk to you a little while? Schuler English, I believe it was, said a man who lived on Long Island was able one day to satisfy a lifelong ambition by purchasing for himself a very fine barometer. When the instrument arrived at his home, he was extremely disappointed to find that the indicating needle appeared to be stuck, pointing to the sector marked hurricane. After shaking the barometer very vigorously several times, its new owner sat down and wrote a scorching letter to the store from which he had purchased the instrument. The following morning, on the way to his office in New York, he mailed the letter. That evening, he returned to Long Island to find, at his home, if you will, to find not only the barometer missing, but his house also. The barometer's needle had been right. There was a hurricane. 
hard for him to trust. I know we got warnings the other night that there's going to be a tornado coming through Bethlehem and Conersville and Winburn. My wife will tell you that I was laughing about it. Am I right? Where are you? She went in to the bathroom with pillows. She was on the floor with pillows all around her. I was wondering if she was going to hug the commode or whatever. But I went to the door to see. <laughs> Probably one reason I'm not too afraid of them is because I have never been in one. I've seen the results of them, so I'm not making light of anybody but her, <laughs> of, of anybody that believes in, in, in tornadoes. I, they're real. But, you know, I don't, I just, you know, I've seen so many, so many wolf calls, if you will, that uh, uh, I just, it's hard to, hard to believe it. Uh, maybe I'm just confessing for everybody else, but you probably believe some things that I won't believe, and I believe some things you won't believe. It's just our nature. You either trust a lot, though, or you take a lot of risk, one or the other. The reason I said that is because we got out on the highway today, didn't we? We ate some food somebody cooked that you didn't even see, some of you. You trusted the brakes on your car. You trusted that the steering wheel boat was tight and that thing wasn't going to just slide around on you. You trusted that somebody didn't plant a bomb in your car in your, through your ignition. And so we have a certain amount of trust or we wouldn't even got out of bed this morning, right? But at the same time, we need to build trust. We need to build trust with our companion, our children, our employer. If people lose confidence in you, it's very difficult to be able to build it back in their minds. It takes a long time, right? Think about a companion that can't trust its partner. That's sad. It's difficult, right? Not, not many people really, it seems, you can trust. They'll exaggerate things or they'll put their slant on things and you, again, you can believe about half of what you hear. And I say, don't believe everything you hear and don't believe everything you think. Because everything you think, a lot of things you think could not come to pass and give you torment. Fear hath torment. Uh, I read a, another little something said Uncle Oscar was apprehensive about his first airplane ride. His friends, eager to hear how it went, asked if he enjoyed the flight. Well, commented Uncle Oscar, it wasn't as bad as I thought it might be, but I'll tell you this, I never did put all my weight down. <laughs> so uh, he had a hard time trusting, didn't he? But anybody should be able to trust God. The question is, can God trust us? He, 
here in this verse, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. So we have two subjects here in this particular short verse. One is trust and leaning, and the other is faith. Uh, and the other, rather, is reason, trust and reason. Lean not to your own reasoning or your own understanding. Reason and faith do not always, however, contradict each other, but faith reaches beyond reason. You can trust God. If we leaned all the way to our understanding, we'll mess things up. Some things, I got news for you, some things that happen in life you can't figure out in this world. I know by my own experience, there are some things you can't figure out. I still wonder why Patrick's gone. I'm satisfied Sister McKnight tonight is still wondering why when that church needed Brother McKnight so much, she needed him so much that God allowed him to leave this world. I'm satisfied she's still wondering why. You know what people told me? said, you'll understand it better by and by. I said, in the by and by, it won't make any difference. I'll just be so happy I'm there. Get to be. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. And I do know the, the judge of all the earth will do right. I do know that we are creatures of reason. As I've said many times, we're not built... We're, 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 we're built a little lower than the angels, not a little higher than the animals. God built us as creatures of reason, so he expects us to, he said, come let us reason together. Jesus himself, or the flesh of God, said, why hast thou forsaken me? But you know what? He had trust in the Spirit, or God himself. And he said, nevertheless, at thy will, thy will be done. So we are creatures of reason. The question is not whether we shall use reason. It's not, it, the question is not whether we can, can, can reason things out or un, try to understand things. That's not what he's saying when he says, lean not out to your own understanding. Not totally. But the question is not whether we use reason, but what are its limits? Sometimes we have to go beyond our understanding. Are, are you getting me here? Shall we accept only what we can understand and explain and refuse all which does not quadrate with our reason? I think not. Flesh and blood hath not revealed to us. Sometimes we get a revelation from God or through the Word of God. And whether we understand what the Word of God says or not, we still are obligated to trust it and believe it and receive it. I've, I've witnessed to many people. I was thinking about one. I was sitting right over here. One lady, I think, one night we were witnessing to her. And I could see it dawn on her. I've seen many of them. And then I've seen others that just said, I don't understand that. But let me tell you something. Whether we understand, we're not commanded to understand, but we are commanded to 
obey. We don't lean to our understanding, but we trust in the Lord and trust his word and just go ahead and get baptized in Jesus' name and go ahead and get the Holy Ghost. And when you do, you'll know you've done the right thing. Amen. Whether you uh, do it or not, it's still the right thing. Jay Jordan wrote, What is there besides God on which we are apt to rest our trust? Where else can we trust except Him? Fortune or chance, the favor of the world, friends, riches and power, men's own abilities, caution, forecast, prudence and diligence. There's nothing in which we can reasonably trust except the divine providence of God. And I've got some news for you tonight. In case you don't know it, you can trust God. We are a people of faith. We are saved by faith. We walk by faith. As humans, we would much rather walk by sight. But the Bible says in four books, the just shall live by faith. Sometimes it's not just faith to believe for a miracle, but it's not just faith to change things, but faith sometimes to stand when things don't get, does not get changed. You got me? Godliness is associated with faith in God. Number one, trust in the Lord is the secret of safety. Proverbs 29, 25 says, The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Number two, trust in the Lord is the secret of happiness. Proverbs 16, 20. He that handleth the matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusted in the Lord, happy is he. You know why a lot of people are sad? Because they hadn't built up enough of trust in God to believe that it's going to be all right. Right? They go around wondering everything's going to be bad, everything's going to be terrible, but when you get to the place that you can trust God, to make everything work, it's going to be all right. You'll have a better health. You'll have better wealth. You'll have better happiness. Isn't that right? Happy is the Lord, is the one who trusteth in the Lord. Number three, this, uh, a, a, a trust in the Lord is the secret of spiritual prosperity. Proverbs 28, 25. He that is of a proud heart stirreth up strife, but he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made Fat. That doesn't mean, as Pastor said the other what how'd you say it the other day? Fat shall overflow. And he did, he said that didn't mean body weight. But it simply meant the blessings of God. You're gonna overflow with blessings when you learn to trust in the Lord. R. Wardlow wrote, Trusting in the Lord does not mean that we may not use our own understanding. Forming our plans with discretion and with all possible foresight and precaution and in pursuing our ends, employing all suitable and legitimate means. There is a legitimate using of the understanding that is not chargeable with leaning to it. While we use it, we are to depend on God for success. You lean on your understanding, but you trust in, you trust in, that's where it ends. You, you start trusting in God 
for the success, trusting the promise of his word and the care and overruling direction of his providence. As dependence upon God for strength to resist temptation does not preclude our applying all the energies of our minds. Sometimes we have to get down to business and, and conquer the flesh ourselves. in other words. Right? We don't just depend and trust on God. Somebody said, I'm going to come up and, and, and get you to pray for me that God's going to cast this uh, cigarette demon out. And I believe we can. But you know what Daddy said? God didn't give it to you, and God don't have to take it away from you. Oh, Lord. Getting quiet in here. Do I, do I need to speak, talk some more about chewing tobacco or something else? <laughs> Used to, that's about all we had to preach against. <laughs> but, boy, there's a whole lot of stuff to preach against now, ain't it, Flossie? A whole lot of stuff. But, uh, but, but God does give us some abilities, and if we'll get our desires right, we can overcome the flesh. Sometimes one, one man said, I can cast out a devil, but I can't cast out the flesh. Right? So you, you lean on your understanding to the point that you know what to do, but you trust God to help you overcome whatever the problem is. God is the su su supreme director of all events who can, whose concurrent will is, to the, is, to, is essential to the success of every measure. Without it, all thoughts of men are vain, turning out subversiveness of their own designs and subservient to God. Some people lean towards their faith when sometimes it fails them. Peter's faith failed him one time, didn't it? Right? You remember that? Jesus said, I pray for thee that thy faith fail thee not. A lot of times people have faith in their faith. Oh, if I just had the faith, God could do this. You're having faith in your faith instead of faith in God. Just believe God. Right? Don't, don't start leaning to your own understanding, but have trust and faith in God. We must believe that he is able to do what he will. He's wise to do what is best and good according to his promise to do what is best for us if we love him and serve him. Don't lean on yourself, but depend on God. You know what I found out in raising children? It's been a long time, and it's sort of like to start over, and I guess we are with grandchildren. But I found out a long time ago I wasn't smart enough to raise children. Ray, we raised three fine children, <clears throat> grew up to be uh, ladies and gentlemen. But I found out I couldn't do it. I, I, I wasn't smart enough to make the right decisions all the time. So I had to depend on God. I couldn't lean on my understanding to give them the direction all the time for what's right. Because there are challenges that will come. And you that's got grandchildren, you'll know what I'm talking about. And you got teenagers and boys and girls. Am I right? So you have to ask God. You have to lean on him. Most of us are very better at worrying than trusting, right? I was in, uh, I preached in uh, Huntland, Tennessee. In fact, supposed to go over there in a week or so and preach some more. But brother and sister Gardner over there, Malcolm Gardner, great man. 
What's his wife's name? Violet, Malcolm and Violet. Malcolm and Violet had a daughter named Karen. And I think they, he called her Kareny. Kareny was out late one night and she was past her, uh, past her curfew time. And so Sister Violet got worried about it. And um, so she was walking the floor and Brother Malcolm was already in bed. You know how these, it's easier for us to trust God than it is for the woman, I guess. But the mother, she, she was back and forth and she said, get up, Malcolm, and help me worry. <laughs> so, I, if, if I'd have been him, I'd have probably said, you weren't enough for both of us. But nevertheless, that's the way it is. We think everybody else ought to worry if we're worrying. Let somebody else believe. If you're going to worry, let somebody else believe. Isn't that true? Sometimes we have to accept what we can't understand. That's where trust comes in. There is a peace that comes with trusting God. God, it's in your hands. It's going to be all right. If you can't get to that place, then again, you will be miserable. Job lost his sons, daughters, sheep, camels, oxen, servants, boys, boys on his body from head to foot. His wife turned and said, curse God and die. You know what he said? Shall we not receive good at the hand of the Lord and not evil? In other words, Job, uh, uh, Miss Job, God give, blessed us with all these good things. Now there's some evil things that's come. That didn't mean sin. That meant adverse circumstances. Every, all the e evil means sin, of course, at times, but it also means adverse circumstances. The Bible said the Lord had taken away the righteous from the evil to come, not necessarily sins that they were going to do, but terrible things that could happen to them. You got me? So she said, he said, shall we not receive good at the hand of the Lord and not some adverse circumstances or some evil things? And he went on to say later on, he said in Job 13, 15, though he slay me, talking about God, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain my maintain mine own ways before him. Oh yes. So it sometimes when we don't understand, we have to trust. When we can't trace God's plan and God's will and God's footsteps, we have to trust where he's leading us. Though he slay me, not though something else happened in this world that was bad, but even if you slay me, God, because you've been good to me thus far, I'm still going to trust you, right? Oh, God, help us. The Bible said in Romans 8, 28, I'm skipping a couple of, or a few verses here. The Bible said, and we know. If we could only get that in our crawl. Is that a good word for the southern people? If we could only get that in our system, that we know that 
all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. This verse was not written to the sinner, but it was written to the church at Rome or the Bethlehem Church of the Lord Jesus Christ to baptize believers in Jesus' name, Holy Ghost believers. And we know that all things work together. He didn't say all things were good, but it would work for good to them that love God. Isn't that wonderful that we can trust the Word of God and we know, we know it's going to be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, it's not the end. And everybody say, and we know. Let's say it again. And we know. One more time. And we know it's going to be all right in the end because I trust God. Right? I heard a story years ago. It said a dad told a son that, that was in a flaming house. This boy was in the house. The dad had gotten out somehow. But I'm t thinking it was possibly the second floor. His dad was on the first, got out, and the son was not there. And the son looked out the window and his, uh, told it, uh, and his daddy told the son, he said, jump. The son told the daddy, I can't see you. But the dad said, I can see you. So when we can't see God, that doesn't mean God doesn't see us. Have you ever been there? Have you ever prayed where it looked like you... Your, your prayer didn't get past the ceiling. And it looked like God wasn't hearing us. Let me tell you something. God hears it. He may not always come on your scene at the time you want him to come on, but you can trust him because all things, come on, everybody say it, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. Oh, yes. Philippians 4, 7 said, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding. You know what I think about when I think about the word passing? I think about me being behind a semi-truck or a car or whatever, and I need to get around, I'm going to, help me, I'm going to pass it. I'm just going to leave it behind. I'm going to go around it. The good part about it, when you trust God, you can have the peace of God, which just goes around understanding, or the lack of understanding. When you don't understand it, the peace of God. Come on, I'm just trying to help somebody here tonight. You're going through some things. God's able to give you a peace about what's happening. You don't understand it. Maybe never will understand it, but I tell you what, there is a peace that comes through the Holy Ghost. There's a joy that comes through praying through again. Oh, yeah, I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of things the Holy Ghost can help. It may not change some things, but it can give you the peace 
that just passes all understanding. Oh, hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and say, I love you, Jesus. Help me to receive the word of God here tonight. Oh, God. And you know, when you get that peace, it shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I understand that a, uh, an airplane pilot trainer, he would hand the trainee the foggles they put on in-flight training so you will have to fly by instruments, these blinders, if you will. And he can't see where he's going, so, but the, the trainer puts, on the, puts, puts those foggles on, so he has got to depend on the instruments. He can't see the lights. He can't see the, 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 the runway. He can't see anything. He's got to depend on the instruments. You know what? We look, he looks not on things that's, we should look not on things that's seen, but unseen because we see, we know the pilot's sitting right over there. I won't let you crash is what he's telling this trainee. You just, if something goes wrong, I'm right here. I got another set of instruments. I'll take over. So whenever you can't see what's going on, trust the trainer. Trust God. God's will, God won't take you where his grace won't keep you. God is too good to be unkind, and he's too wise to be mistaken. Charles Spurgeon said it. And when we cannot trace his hand, we must trust his heart. One day, this writer wrote, while my son Zach and I were in the country climbing around in some cliffs, I heard a voice from above me yell, hey, Dad, catch me. He said, I turned to see Zach joyfully jumping off a rock straight at me. He had jumped and then yelled, hey, Dad. I became an instant circus act, he said, catching him. We both fell to the ground. For a moment after I caught him, I could hardly talk. When I found my voice again, I gasped in, in exasperation. Zach, can you give me one good reason why you did that? He responded with remarkable calmness. Sure, because you're my dad. His whole assurance was based in the fact that his father was trustworthy, and if he said, catch me, he'd catch him. He could live life to the hilt because he could be trusted. Isn't that, isn't that the same way it is for a child of God? Catch me, Lord. I need you. Catch me. Have you ever felt that way? Lord, I'm falling. Put out your hands and catch me. And every time, he'll catch you. Trust him when dark doubts assail thee. Trust him when thy strength is small. Trust him when to simply trust him seems the hardest thing of all. Trust him, he is ever faithful. Trust him for his will is best. Trust him for the heart of Jesus is the only place of rest. Stand with me. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above 
that which we are even able to ask or think. Why shouldn't we be able to trust him? Why shouldn't we be able to trust him? There's, there, there's an old song that says, I've seen the lightning flashing and heard the thunder roll. I've felt sin's breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. I've heard the voice of my Savior telling me still to fight on. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. No, never. Oh, some of those old songs speak to these old folks, don't they? Isn't that right? And there's another one. There's another one uh, that says, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus." Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. And to know, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus. How I trust him, how I proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust. Him, I'm so glad I learned to trust Thee, precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that Thou art with will be with me till the end. Sing it now. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him all Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him. Let's love him just a little while. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Help me to trust you, Lord. When I can't trust anybody else, help me to trust you. Oh, I need you, Lord. Oh, I need you. Help me, Lord, to lean on you, not to my own understanding, but to lean on you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Brother Patton, say a word here tonight. Add a little something if you feel like it. Man, put you on the spot, huh? 
I have found over the years everything you preached about to be 100% true. You can have friends that are failure, your family, they can mess up and have people tell stories that aren't true on you, but if you'll just take it to the Lord and get in your own prayer closet, just take it to the Lord, God will always come through. And it doesn't matter what anybody says about you and what they proclaim about you, because if you know the truth, the truth will come to light. It will always come to light. And the interesting thing is God is truth. Truth is God. <laughs> so if you really want to get close to God, you got to love truth. <laughs> we always say, hey, do, you have, do they have the truth? In other words, do they have God? Because God and truth is the same thing, and you can trust truth. Amen, amen, amen. Just, just say a word or two. You know, I have learned over the other years that you have to trust God to believe in God. I mean, you know, because God is there when you don't think he is. I mean, you can just trust in him and believe in him and know that everything is going to be all right. Praise God. That's good. That's good. That's good. Thank you, Lord. Sister Pat, come here and say something here. It's finished. Not that old. Well, I, I love this, this message tonight because it's one I've lived. Uh, I had told people my entire life, when we were pastoring especially, I would always tell them, when you don't understand is when you learn to trust. And little did I know that that would come home to me, and I would have to prove that to God. I would have to show God that I trust you when I don't understand. And Sister Madonna Massey gave me that scripture when we lost Patrick, Philippians 4 and 7, and it's become my favorite scripture. You just pass understanding. Uh, as he said, I learned that you, you try to figure things out. You're mine. You can't do it. I wouldn't even be standing here tonight. I believe that with all my heart. I would not be standing here tonight if it wasn't for the peace of God that came to me. The peace of God. And I've learned one thing. I can trust an unknown future. You know, as we get older, we start thinking, what's in our future? What's going to happen? Are we going to, what kind of illness? What's going to happen to us? Or the rapture, I hope, is going to take place. But if it doesn't, what what kind of shape will we be in before we die? You think about those things. But I have learned and I can say it don't worry me because I can trust an unknown future to a known God. He's my God and I can trust him. Hey, I think she ought to sing a, a, a chorus of that. I still trust you. Help me. I still trust you, Lord. I still trust you, Lord, that you're able to guide me through this dry, barren land. And when I don't Just which way to turn or go, 
I still trust you, Lord, so let me hold to your hand. I've, I'm going to raise it a little bit. I've seen the righteous man suffer pain. It looked like the wicked would go free. And in my frustration, it just didn't seem right to me. I asked him for sunshine, but he sent a rain. I cried for healing, I only got pain. I know your love will see me through. Oh, Lord, I still trust you. I still trust you, Lord. I still trust you, Lord, that you're able to guide me through this dry barren land and when I don't know just which way to turn or go I still trust you Lord so let me hold to your hand Oh, let's hold his hand tonight. It's going to be all right. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Why don't you thank the Lord one more time for his word tonight? Thank you, Lord. Amen. So good to see everyone here tonight. I'm going to set these volunteer forms down for usher, greeter, and parking lot. And I know you want to help, and, uh, and I know that we need your help. So before you go, if you'll come and you're able to, if you'll take care of that. Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you for the man of God that brought it to us. God, I thank you because you are a trustworthy God. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. God, you're with us until the very end, and I thank you for that, God. Lord, I pray that you bless this church family this week. I pray you bless their families, their homes their marriages, their children, their finances, God. Let the blessing of the Lord come on your people in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise, and you can be dismissed in Jesus' name.